All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here for the IT Business Podcast live show on Wednesday. I did not mark myself safe because I was not in the path of Hurricane Adalia, but we're here. And I want to start off the show before I even play the intro by saying this. You guys, my friends out there in the audience, know that I was looking for a good month at CyberFox, at ThreatLocker, trying to find a program to help me do some auto elevation. And I asked for ideas. I asked for vendors. I asked for products. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be careful and trend lightly here, but CyberFox, ThreatLocker, good products, but I should have at least been able to look at this. So I'm blaming you, my listening audience, my friends, for not mentioning Evo Security. That's who we're going to have on the show tonight. Our good friend Nick Wolf is here. Let's get started. Friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, the show where we as fellow IT service professionals try to help each other run our businesses better, smarter, and faster. This is the Wednesday live show, and I've got a new good friend here, Nick Wolf with Evil Security. Nick, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Uncle Marv. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being here, and thanks for snickering. As I did the pre-show opening, as I, uh, I don't want to say admonish, that's probably not the right word, but here it is. I'm looking for a product that does what you do. You've, you've been out there, you've been pimping this product for several months. I didn't hear about you. Well, we're growing and we're growing fast. Uh, it's, I hear it all the time. How come I haven't heard about Evo sooner? And hopefully that's going to change in the months to come. We're, we're, we're adding MSPs rapidly into our platform and, you know, maybe one of these days we'll get you, Marv. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on it. So uh, Evil Security, an identity and access management uh, framework uh, program and does all the stuff we've been talking about. So talk about uh, privileged access management, uh, elevation. What else do you guys do? Yeah, so... Really, we're trying to provide a couple boxes for a full identity and access management platform. So yes, absolutely, we do privileged access management. That's one of our core features in our Evo Elevated Access product. And then the other area that we really focus on with our other product, which is called Evo Secure Login, is multi-factor authentication and single sign-on. So ideally, if you're partnering with us over here at Evo, we're able to give you multi-factor authentication, single sign-on, and privileged access management all bundled together into one platform that you as an MSP can white label and resell to your end user customer. All right. So let me go back to when I started looking for this. So, you know, I need to let all the users and listeners know that for all practical purposes, I'm a solo tech. I, I have had techs in the past. I work with subcontractors. I work with in-house IT. So we do co-manage and we struggle with handling password credentials and I use it glue and you know, we give people access to what they need 
and don't give them access to what they don't. And I went on the journey to make it easier for my end users to install software without having to call me, without me having to log on as the admin and do it for them, or having my junior techs do that. And, you know, this is something that's been around the industry for a while. And one of the big challenges that we have. So even though Evo Security is out to, you know, solve that for us, can you, let's start off by asking, can you talk about some of the reasons that you guys got started? What were the problems that we've had with solutions in the past? Yeah, so it was really around, we started off with the main focus of uh, multi-factor authentication and single sign-on because we saw that the small to medium-sized business market was neglected. There's a lot of enterprise uh, players out there. You got your duos, your octas, vendors of that nature, and those are typically enterprise products built for the enterprise space. So when we founded Evo, we knew from day one that we really wanted to focus on the SMB space and what what better way to service SMBs than through the great channel of managed service providers and managed security service providers. So when we started five years ago, that was really the main focus is let's make MFA and SSO, you know, specifically for MSPs to white label and resell. And then as uh, the community started evolving, you know, uh, an easy add on to selling MFA and SSO is also locking down those admin credentials, those admin usernames and passwords. And that's why about a year ago, we launched our privileged access management product, which is the Evo Elevated Access that you see today. All right. And we're really excited to be adding more features and more functionality to that product uh, in the months to come as well. All right. We're going to go a little bit off track here. I know that there's this there's this trend now for the push to get away from passwords. Uh, how are you approaching that? Yeah. So we're we're looking a lot into passwordless logins. We're looking into biometric logins. We actually support, if you didn't want to do like a, a push notification for your MFA login, we do support hardware tokens right now, like uh, FIDO and YubiKeys, things of that nature, which really comes in handy if you're ever dealing with MFA fatigue attacks that, you know, some of your customers just might be blasted on their phone, approve this, approve this, approve this, approve this, approve this. And after about the hundredth time, you know, Mary for marketing will just go, all right, approved. So you go away. By enabling a hardware token-based MFA method, you know, uh, that that type of attack should be uh, decreased uh, dramatically. All right. So we're going to get into a lot of these things here and talk about that. Uh, let me do this. I want to talk about a news story. That's not the news. That's the news. So this story actually came out a couple of days ago, so it's timely, and it's not 100% on point, but the title is Bitwarden Secrets Manager Safeguards Sensitive Credentials Across Development Cycle. Now, it's basically saying that one of the biggest problems is that people doing development are spending over five hours per week solely dedicated to the meticulous task of managing developer secrets and that there is this big gap and DevOps and IT teams have to securely store, manage, automate, and share sensitive authentication credentials at scale throughout the development lifecycle. And so Bitwarden launched this uh, program called Secrets Manager and it combines zero knowledge, end-to-end encryption, with an easy-to-use interface 
And of course, they say predictable pricing for secrets management. Uh, I'll post a link to the full article there, but it's uh, funny that you know companies are understanding that this is an issue now, and you know safeguarding those company secrets because I know now that you know whether it's developers, whether it's managed service providers, a lot of times, you know, hey, we're going to give you access to our IT glue or our password manager database. Go grab the passwords you need, but once we give them access. It's not really that secure. Yeah, that that's how uh, an employee could walk away with the keys to the kingdom. Uh, very, very risky for sure. We don't we don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another news story, just to finish out the news thing. Uh, Canalis, uh, our good friend Jay McBain. I don't know if he did this survey or not, but I'm going to have to ask him. MSPs will be raising prices in the next six months. And this was a survey that was put out with 333 IT providers conducted this past week. It said 34% of MSPs surveyed said they are highly likely to increase prices for all their services. And it might be an indicator of increasing operational cost or a reflection of the increase in value and demand for their services. Uh, 22% are going to do a selective increase. 16% say that existing contracts may remain unaffected, but new clients will see a price hike. And only 12% of MSPs said that they have no plans to change their pricing structure soon. So uh, I will post the link to that article as well. And it's funny, when we were talking before the show, this actually plays into the fact that, you know, I just... Signed my deal with ThreatLocker, which increases me, I'm not going to say substantially, but it's a bigger increase than what it would have been if I'd have looked at you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, With us, we're a little bit unique, especially with our privileged access management product. It's charged per technician, not charged per device. So we don't care how many devices a technician is accessing as an admin uh, they could access as many as they want. Those passwords are going to get rotated hourly. The technician does not get exposed to the admin secrets, the admin credential, or username, or anything like that. And it's a flat rate cost of a, a per technician pricing model. All right. Are you comfortable talking about pricing on the air? Sure. Let's talk about it. All right. So I won't give the pricing for my other vendors because I actually got a nice discount. So I don't want to ruin that. But most of the pricing that starts from something like auto elevation, just at its basic core, and not that this is, you know, ThreatLocker or CyberFox, but most products in our industry probably range anywhere from, let's say, $1.50, 2 bucks up to 10 bucks per device or per user, uh, per endpoint, I guess is the best way to describe it. So yep. once you get, you know, to the industry average of, you know, 300 endpoints, now that could be six hundred bucks or more per month. Your pricing is very nice. Yeah. So right now we're 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 priced at fifty dollars per technician a month. That's the MSP's cost, um, and that's with no contracts, no minimums. If if you need to buy a good handful of technician licenses, or if you do want to commit to an optional agreement, the pricing goes down from there as well. And right now, our, our rule of thumb is that the average MSP usually has around 300 or so devices per technician. 
So again, that's, you know, 50 bucks, whether you're managing one device, 300 devices or 3000 devices per technician. So it's really designed with scaling in mind. All right. Now, let me go back and ask this question because it's going to probably play into what happens in our industry. You guys are a newcomer. You're a new kid on the block. Even though you said you've been uh, doing this for a while, you guys didn't really come into our space until the beginning of this year, correct? Correct. We we had some early adopting partners uh, in 2022, but we I got started in January, and that's really when we put the pedal to the metal. We just announced our partnership with uh, ConnectWise around that time. Shortly thereafter, we announced our partnership with Solutions Granted. We went to, through uh, several events this year, like uh, IT Nation Secure in June. So this has really been the key year where we are building momentum in the channel. All right. Now, of course, everybody's going to say very nice pricing. How likely is it in the next year, two years, five years that somebody's going to come in and swipe you guys up? I mean, look, it could happen. You know, uh, everybody has uh, <laughs> has that uh, price tag on them. Eventually, I've been at two companies in the last few years. I was at I was one of the very first employees at Datto, and Datto stayed private for a very, very long time. But at the end of the day, there was finally that one check that had a lot of zeros on it, and it got sold. And after Datto, I was at Scout Cybersecurity. It was an XDR SOC vendor for MSPs, and then a couple years into that, Barracuda you know, acquired them. But uh, we don't foresee ourselves getting acquired today or tomorrow or anything like that. Uh, we're still uh, young and we're growing and we're, we're well-funded. We're actually funded by MSPs. So uh, thanks to uh, Joe Panettiere's Channel Channel Angels program. So this is a platform built for MSPs funded by MSPs. So um, we're here and we're here to stay. Uh, but um you know, who knows what will happen in the future, but I could say at least for the next year or so, uh, we're, we're going to be doing the status quo here. We are a very healthy, uh, lean business here. All right. Very nice. Uh, let's go back to what you said that you're, you've got partnerships with ConnectWise and Solutions Granted. What type of partnerships are those? Yep. So they're strategic corporate partnerships. So uh, with ConnectWise, for example, we're available through the ConnectWise Marketplace we're also available through the ConnectWise uh, cybersecurity sales team. So if you're uh, a ConnectWise partner and maybe you buy Sentinel One through ConnectWise or your Perch or your SOC services or your SIM through ConnectWise, we're available through your ConnectWise sales representative, uh, your build through ConnectWise. So it's consolidated billing right along the other products that you're getting through the ConnectWise team. And the, the same sort of process is going to occur with our partner Solutions Granted, which was the ASCII vendor of the year, both in 2021 and 2022. Oh, so, you had to say that, didn't you? Yeah. So uh, great guys over there at Solutions Granted. So if you're using them for SOC and SIM and XDR services, um, you could purchase it through them as well. Or if you're not using either of those two platforms and you prefer to partner with your vendors directly, um, feel free to reach out to me and my team. We're, we're happy to get you on board directly here. All right. Do you know Michael directly? Uh, which Michael is Michael that? Crane? Michael Crane. Oh Over. yeah, he's great. He, he had the great <laughs> thing uh, when we did a launch webinar with him a couple months. He's like, uh, MFA should be like hot sauce. Just put it on everything. Yep. Put it on everything. All right. Yeah. He is. Uh, he is in his. He's heading down the stretch to try to do a three peat at the ASCII. Ah, so get the get. What do they call that in bowling? A turkey, right? When you get three. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, a yeah. turkey. <laughs> so we'll see if it happens and. I haven't got my ticket yet, but I'm supposed to be at the ASCII Cup, and uh, 
Obviously, we'll have a big interview with Michael if they happen to pull that off. I I don't know. And where's the ASCII Cup going to be awarded this time around? I think it's in D.C. D.C., okay. I think. I should know, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too many conferences. That's the problem. And uh, it's at the end of October. I know that. Okay. I'm sure Michael will... Uh, write me or de- direct message me and correct me and <laughs> let me know where he's going to get his trophy at. Uh, so we do have a question in the chat that I should bring up here and thank you all for participating. Uh, how many MSPs do you guys have over at Evo? Yeah. So there, there's a little over 130 MSPs that are utilizing our services today. So we've gained a lot of momentum in the channel in the last uh, year most of those have come on board within the last year between either us directly, Solutions Granted, or ConnectWise. But uh, again, this is really just the tip of it. I, I was Datto's 20th employee. When I started there, we were well under 100 MSPs. And by the time I left, we had, I would say, around 25,000 MSPs in that ecosystem. So, you know, looking to build the same thing over here at Evo, hopefully. All right. I should actually have introduced you and your title. You are the Director of Partner Acquisition. And how is that going? So, I mean, outside of just, you know, attending as many events as possible, getting on as many podcasts and webinars as possible, uh, how's that going? Yeah, it's been going great. I'm also very, very active on LinkedIn. So once uh, once I updated my LinkedIn status a couple months ago, I got a lot of MSPs reaching out to me. Hey, Nick, you sold me Datto. Datto did great things for me. Talk to me about Evo. Uh, a couple reached out to me from Scout. Hey, Nick, you sold me Scout. Scout did great things for me. Tell me about Evo. So very happy to have a good partner network. And really, that's one of the reasons why I want to stay in the channel, whether I'm at Evo for another year or another hundred years. Um, you know, uh, I really want to stay in the channel. I love the industry. I love the connections. Well, I mean, since you were at, I mean, Datto and Scout, big companies, established companies. Well, I mean, even though you were at Datto in the beginning, what was it that drew you over at uh, Evo? What drew it me at Evo um, was definitely... Uh, the CEO, Mike, Mike Roth, he, he totally got it. He's like, hey, we want to make a kick-ass product for MSPs without any of the corporate BS. No contracts, no minimums, affordable. We want as many MSPs to utilize us on po- as possible. If they want to buy it through us, great. If not, buy it through our friends at ConnectWise. Buy it through our friends at Solutions Granted. There's no setup fees or onboarding fees or renew at your current pricing now, but it's a three-year contract (laughs) commitment nonsense. We want to make it very, very easy. Once MSPs are in the Evo console, they can add and remove licenses as they see fit. You don't have to contact me or a sales rep or wait for a quote or anything like that. It's all self-service management. All right. And another comment from the chat here, our good friend Giles has written, uh, I've been on the user end of Evo for some solutions granted access works well. Awesome. Appreciate that. That is, that's like a five-star rating coming from Giles, you know. Woo. <laughs> uh, all right. So I do want to ask a couple more questions getting deeper into your product, but I want to make sure that I recognize our sponsors and I have a tech gripe that I want to throw out there. So let me go ahead and bring up the sponsor slides and let everybody know that, you know, our show is presented by NetAlly, the number one ally for networking professionals. They've got great products that help you diagnose 
cables and network connections in as little as 10 seconds. The story that I'll be bringing up later includes a picture from a NetAlly device. Our live show presented by Computers Done Right. Um, I should say that they dodged a little bit of Hurricane Adalia. They are on the West Coast, but Adalia went north of them. So they are still doing business over there in Southwest Florida, the Venice area. Uh, managed IT providers, data backup recovery, cybersecurity, and website services. So be sure to check over at computersdoneright.com. And if you need remote support for your business, Instant House Call is a nice way to get uh, into the biz. And it's an easy-to-deploy cross-platform compatibility, full UAC compatibility, all the same tools as the big boys, including unattended remote access, file sharing, and customizable branding. Hey, 15 days, free trial. You don't even have to put in your credit card. Give Corey over there a little shout-out from Uncle Marv and go try Instant House Call. Now, my... Tech story tonight is actually, let me pull up another slide here. I am going to show you guys. Now, Nick, you, you've been in IT, but you've not actually had to go out and do cable work, have you? No, I do the boring uh, work of uh, helping MSPs make money. Yeah. So I had a, this is a new client uh, with a junior. So I'm not 100% over this client, but I am in charge of upgrading a bunch of pieces of their network, one of them, which is the Wi-Fi. And I had the cable company that this client uses, they've used for years, mainly because they're cheap, and I'll show you why. I had them install cables for new wireless access points. They were using a mesh system from Netgear's Orbi, which... I'm not going to you know, say much about it, but it was basically a home version of the Orbi system, and they're trying, to, they're trying to run about 100 devices off of this network. And I said, you're not going to be able to do that in mesh. So we went to go put in some ruckus access points. We needed cables at each of those. This was one of the cables, and if you're not watching the, the video, I'll see if I can put a timer into it so you can come look at the screen. If you're watching the video, there is my test connection from the new NetAlly CyberScope because when I connected the access point, no power to the access point. When I tried to plug in and test the connection to the network, no link or anything. So I took this screenshot and sent it over to the cable company saying, hey, there's a bad cable. Can you guys go and fix it? So the tech shows up today and says, Hey, the cable looks good. I have continuity. So I know it's not a great picture, but that's the tester that they were using. And basically one of those, now it's not the $50 tester because I do recognize the model number. Um, it's a couple hundred bucks, but it, um, it just does not cut it. And I said, sorry, that's not going to do it. You guys need a better tester, so that's my that's my that's my story for today. I was just uh, frustrated, and I'm like, just look at my picture. My picture says it all. Oh. All right, Nick. So let's get back to let me now. Let me go back. Now we mentioned you've got two products. 
And the one we're going to focus on most is the one that's closest to my heart because I just spent a lot of money doing the elevated access. Uh, tell us really about that product. So it's called Evo Elevated Access. Yep. So Evo Elevated Access is our privileged access management product built for MSPs. What a lot of MSPs are doing today with admin credentials is they're they're typically copying and pasting those admin credentials out of IT glue, Excel files, Keeper, LastPass, wherever that admin username and password is, is being held. And they're copying and pasting it when they're logging into the client's machine when they need admin access to do whatever they got to do as a technician. The issue with that is you have now exposed that technician to that username and password, meaning that if you fire or let go of that technician, they're walking out the doors with the keys of your kingdom, meaning you now have to manually go back and update and rotate all those passwords, which is no good. With Evo Elevated Access, your technicians never see the admin passwords to begin with. They simply log in as themselves. So if your technician is Marv, you know, Marv is going to log in as Marv. And when Marv needs admin access to that client's machine, he'll just select a button. It'll send a push notification to his phone, which has the Evo app on it. Once he approves of that login on his phone, he's now in that client's machine as an administrator. So at no point during this login process are the technicians seeing the admin password, getting exposed to the admin password or anything like that. The admin password is no longer going to be hosted in LastPass or IT Glue or whatever it is today. It's going to be hosted within Evo, vaulted in Evo and encrypted in Evo. And Evo is actually going to rotate that admin credential on an hourly basis. So it's really two layers of security. Layer number one is your techs no longer see the admin credential anymore. Layer number two is that admin credential is going to get rotated on an hourly basis. So what this is going to do. Yep, go so, ahead. So that's for getting into the system. So you don't have to create user accounts for each tech or you don't have to share a user account unless you're using a program like this to get in. What about admin passwords for specific programs like a QuickBooks or something? Yep. So same, same exact process. You could choose to elevate the entire machine or you could choose to elevate just one specific program through the UIC prompt. Okay. Yep. All right. I cut you off there. So what was next? So by having a privileged access management solution in place, whether it's me or my competition, I would rather you use my competition than use no privileged access management tool at all. Stop copying and pasting and sharing passwords. Um, By having a privileged access management tool in place, it's going to help you out with two things. Number one is going to be cybersecurity insurance, because in order to qualify for cybersecurity insurance, you really can't share passwords or anything like that if you truly want to qualify for most plans. And then the second aspect is going to be around following CIS controls. In order to meet most CIS controls, again, you can't share MFA codes, you can't share credentials or anything like that. Even if you're a two-man shop MSP and you're a husband and a wife and you don't have to worry about anybody walking out the doors with the keys to the kingdom, you should still have privileged access management because you, you can't share those credentials. Even if it's your spouse, they have to be unique accounts qualify for cybersecurity insurance and meet those CIS controls. All right. I saw on your site, it does password rotation. Yep. So how does that work? Yep. So uh, again, gone are the days where you're storing those admin credentials in IT glue or whatever documentation tool you're utilizing. Those are going to be saved and hosted and vaulted within Evo. Uh, Your techs don't see them. Evo doesn't see them. It's, It's vaulted and encrypted in Evo and it gets rotated on an hourly basis. So basically again, Marv logs in as Marv, 
at the last minute, that's when we're going to sync that admin credential down to that local machine. So they are able to log in. And when you do a who am I search on that local machine, it's not going to show that you're logged in as Marv anymore. You're going to be logged in as that elevated admin password user. Everything's going to be logged on our back end. So we're going to be able to see when Marv logged in, what did he do as an admin? Where did he do it? What's the IP address? So everything is logged and tracked. All right. So detailed logs and all of that. So let me ask the question, and this is this might be going a little too far, but I've got a client that is using Keeper where they want to give their users one password to log in, but the password for all their other programs, social media sites, and their auto task or not auto task, uh, auto desk, uh, the stuff like that. They want to be able to assign passwords and not let those users see that. Is this something that can be used for that or is that, that too far? I think that's a little bit too far. Like we do have users that log in to their social media accounts and things of that nature, but that's with our other product, uh, Evo Secure Login, which is more around multi-factor authentication and single sign-on. Okay. So we are able to sign on with everything that has a SAML certificate, but we wouldn't be housing those types of passwords. Okay. We're not housing your LinkedIn passwords or your Facebook passwords or anything like that. We're, we mainly care about those admin credentials because we're not a password manager company. We're not a replacement to keeper, you know, or anything like that. We're just saying, you know, you don't need to store your admin passwords in keeper anymore. Either will we'll take, take the role of that in our privileged access management product. All right. And another question coming in from the chat. Does it work with Azure AD joined workstations? Yep. No problem. Yep. Windows or Mac. Yep. No problem. All right. Sweet. Uh, da, 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 da. What else did I see on the site that I made a note for? Uh, it looks good. Um, now I'm assuming that a lot of these things that you're talking about are built on best practices for identity and access management. Um, when you mentioned cyber secure, uh, security insurance, um, can you specifically say this meets compliance regulations for like a NIST, you know, article yeah, we follow, or we follow we follow the NIST framework when we were developing the product. And there's a lot of uh, security frameworks in the CIS controls that we're able to meet and adhere to by having either one or both of our products. Okay. So if you, if you need some help checking off those boxes, contact me, I'll let you know which boxes Evo could uh, help you uh, check off. Our CEO, Mike Roth did an entire presentation about CIS controls at IT nation uh, secure back in June. So yeah, we're, we're no stranger to that type of conversation. All right. Nice. This, uh, where were you two months ago, man? Yeah. Sorry. Well, we're, we're growing and we're growing fast for MSPs that need MFA SSO or the privileged access management. All right. Well, I mean, that's in a nutshell, I mean, elevated access, pretty much it. Um, anything that you're looking at maybe down the future to add in? I mean, I, this looks now I'll be honest, I'm just kind of getting started with this. So you know, I didn't want to Google a whole bunch of questions and just dot you with stuff that, you know, I didn't un- understand or know, but. Yeah. So with our MFA and SSO product, Evo Secure Login, we're always looking to stay on top of the newest breaches that are out there, whether it's uh, MFA fatigue is a big one. So we're going to be doing a lot more development there for making it easier to sign on, whether it's through biometrics or password lists, things of that nature. So, so that's one area that we're focused on for sure. 
Another area is really uh, becoming more integrated with the MSP's other tools that they're utilizing. So one thing that we're working on right now is a syslog that could export all of our data within our dashboard if you wanted to send it to a third-party SIM. So if you happen to utilize Blue Mirror or Perch or you know another SIM that's out there, you're going to, in the, in the future, be able to have our data be analyzed by them. So th- those are some areas in the future, as well as you know really focusing on elevated access. Right now, we do elevated access for endpoints, great, but there's things in an MSP's environment that are not endpoints. So how do we elevate those types of solutions as well? So we're going to have some exciting announcements there in the next few months. So I I was going to ask that. So endpoints, is that just workstations or does that include things like switches and you know web portals for devices? Yeah, so, so right now for the privileged access management, it's going to be endpoints. So workstation, servers, Windows, or Mac. For our Evo Secure Login MFA and SSO product, that works uh, for everything. So if you want an MFA on your endpoints, on your network devices, your switches, your websites, uh, we, we got it all covered. Web applications will support via SAML certificate. Network appliances and VPNs will support via cloud-hosted Radius server. And then your endpoints will have a lightweight Evo agent that gets installed and rolled out using an RMM script. Okay. And then the other question I did have when it came to the Evo security. So uh, there's the end user portion where they can do self-serve password resets. Yep. But I saw on there where it says simple end user deprovisioning. Yep. What does that mean? Does that mean they can turn it off if they want? Yeah. So within the Evo multi-tenant dashboard, you as an MSP will be able to see all of your clients through one single pane of glass. But we can also uh, grant end user access to that dashboard as well if they wanted to add and remove their own licenses. So it's really designed for your customers that are co-managed, that have an internal IT department to manage and deal with their users themselves. And this is all going to be branded with the MSP's name and logo being present. Gotcha. That works. So true multi-tenancy designed for MSPs, especially those that are selling to co-managed IT clients. Hey, there's Eric Anthony. Yeah, just a little. I did a a webinar with the All Things MSP group a couple weeks ago. There you go. (laughs) Eric Anthony, man, he's everywhere. Love that guy. (laughs) He is everywhere. All right. Well, Nick, this uh, looks pretty good, and uh, we're going to have to do a a demo off air and see what what I'm missing. Absolutely. EvoSecurity.com. Reach out to us. Uh, There's no tricks, no gimmicks, gimmicks, no gotchas, uh, no onboarding fees. It's month to month. Uh, no contracts, no minimums. We make it very, very easy for MSPs to see our product, use our product, and get started. All right. Well, Nick, this is usually around the time that I ask you to challenge Florida Man or ask a random question. And because of Hurricane Adalia, I'm not going to embarrass Florida Man any more than we're already embarrassing ourselves. Uh, I had a video that I was going to show, but it doesn't work well here, of all the people before the storm, not hunkering down in place like they should or evacuating, but running to the beach to get videos of the storm as it came in. So that's uh, that's your Florida, man. Surf's up. <laughs> all right. uh, so you did say that you'd be willing to uh, answer a random question. So let me, me let me generate a question here. And... How many mulligans do I get? Just <laughs> the one question. Let's hear it. Here we go. Well, this is certainly random. If you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? 
Oh, pizza, hand down, hands down. <laughs> I'm for, um, I was born in the Bronx, and I live in Connecticut. You know, there is really awesome pizza up here in New England. Yeah, but so. what if it was Chicago style pizza? Chicago style pizza is great, but I like a good thinly sliced, you know, thin crust uh, from uh, New York. Yeah. I go to about a Broadway show once a month, and, you know, as much as I like a nice $150 roof dinner from time to time, I love a $3 slice of New York pizza from whatever pizza joint is around. I was going to say, do you do you get it from the street, or do you do you go in and do a sit-down? No, I don't do a street, sit-down at all. I, I just get it from uh, which, whichever, uh, you know, pizza restaurant is on the corner, take it to go, and eat it in Times Square. Interesting. So I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine who uh, is in New York. Uh, we are heading to New Jersey, not this weekend, but next weekend for TechCon Unplugged, uh, techconunplugged.com, if you want to go find out about that. And she was asking me if I you know, would be willing to travel into the city and get a slice. And I said, I don't know if I have time to do that. So uh, I guess I don't have that in Jersey, where we'll be. Yeah, there, New Jersey is like, uh, yeah, it, nothing replaces a good New York slice of pizza, put it that way. She made a comment. With me. I'm sorry, I got to pull this up because she was like, what are you doing in Inslin? Or I'm like, that's where the conference she's at. She's like, there's nothing there. <laughs> and I, I feel bad because Paco and Rick, I mean, they are going to put on a, a great event. And, you know, we're there for the conference, not for, you know, not for hanging out, but. You should be there for the pizza. She said, <laughs> yeah, no fun happening in Inslink, just FYI. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're going to bring the fun is basically what it is. So. All right, Nick. Well, uh, thank you for reaching out and finding me and agreeing to come on here. Of course, I know you're, you know, like you said, you're out there pushing the product. Uh, partner acquisition is the name of the game for 2023. Do, do you have a goal as to like how many MSPs you want to get by the end of the year? Yeah, we're hoping to be at 200. Okay. Um, yeah. If we, if we end the year at 200, that means we grew our partner base by, by uh, 10, 10 X this year. So uh, that would be a great number for us to, to reach. All right. And uh, $50 a tech. Unlimited elevated access. Yeah. Unlimited endpoints. Nice. Very nice. Uh, you know what we didn't talk about? Um, you had an August 8th release. Um, yep. Evo Credential Provider or Credential Provider? Yep, that's our new credential provider. It just makes easy, it easier to turn on MFA. It's turned on by default when you're utilizing our platform and installing us on onto your client's endpoints. And it also paves the way for additional functionality on our credential. Uh, for example, like I said earlier, we're really trying to, to really combat uh, MFA fatigue. That's why we're going to be where we already support things like um, YubiKeys, FIDOs, hardware tokens, and we're going to get more strategic around how do we stop uh, MFA fatigue attacks or uh, SIM hijacking attacks, things of that nature. So all designed with security in mind. All right. Great, great, great. There you have it, folks. Nick Wolf, Director of Partner Acquisition at Evil Security. If you're looking for an identity and access management product, Give this a look. Uh, let's see. I need, oh, I need for people to head over to the itbusinesspodcast.com page. Um, I, I haven't been pushing this a lot. Uh, first of all, 
If you are not a regular subscriber, hit follow at the top right there and find your favorite podcatcher so that you can know when episodes released. Uh, I actually released an episode yesterday, uh, Pat's 8. We announced that they had a new uh, chief experience officer. So that came out as an audio podcast. So be sure to click on follow so you can catch all the audios and not just sit here and watch the YouTube or Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitch or wherever we broadcast the show. Uh, also hit shop Amazon and that can be a way to support the show if you don't want to be a subscriber. But I'm really needing to push this monthly queue. It's Uncle Mars question of the month. And I did get a few subs- uh, few submissions. And the question is, what is your most unique or memorable gift that you have given to a client to say thank you? And that is all based on a show that I did a few weeks ago on how to say thanks to your clients. Anybody that submits an answer will be signed up for a giveaway that will be at the end of the year holiday party and maybe more if I get uh, some people to pony up some stuff. So that's going to do it, folks. Nick, thank you for hanging out. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, folks, we will be back. I will be back next week, even though we are going to be at TechCon. I'm going to be hosting a pre-conference podcast party next Wednesday night. It'll kind of be a little blowout before we head up to Insland, No Fun, New Jersey. And we'll have a great conference there. And then we'll be back a week after with after the conference. And then I've got a couple of guests lined up. So we'll be seeing you guys soon. And until then, holla.